Next on BYU Sports Nation, the wild, wild West Coast Conference, now a wide-open race for basketball supremacy. BYU and Tyler Hawes outlast Pepperdine. BYU assistant coach Mark Pope joins us live to review and then preview Saturday's game, plus your hashtags for Tyler Hawes' final five minutes. We're also one-on-one with BYU point guard Kyle Collinsworth and the play-by-play voice of the LMU Lions. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. The Waves run a 12-5 run over the last four minutes, and their bench has outscored BYU's bench 20-5. It's a two-point game. Halford from the baseline. 16 now for Halford. Lead back to four. That was a big shot. Dave Rose talked about going over the top of the screen with these shooters. Pass for three! Out to Carlino, looking to push. Pause another three. Pause for three more. Lots of banging away from the ball. Here's Haas again from the free throw line. Yeah, he's, he's ridiculous right now. He, he's in the ridiculous mode where there's just nothing you can do. Congratulations, sports friends. Winning! You have made it to another Friday. It is January 10th. It feels so different when BYU wins, doesn't it? It's yes. so different compared to two weeks ago. And I will take it every time. This is how we do it on a Friday. This is how we do it. Oh, yeah. Sing it, Montel. That's a Pepperdine alum yes, rocking the is. mic. Yes, it is. We learned that yesterday from the man sitting to my right. Our bold predictor, his name is Jerem Jordan. My name is Spencer Linton. Wherever and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Game day for ninth-ranked BYU men's volleyball. Home opener for the Cougs against Cal State Northridge. Jerem Jordan will have his 2014 play-by-play debut tonight on BYU TV. Always exciting to get back in the Smith Fieldhouse, so check it out tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU ranks ninth, 0-2 after a trip to Illinois. Hope to uh, take down the Matadors. What a night in the West Coast Conference for basketball. Upsets all over the board. Led by Portland over 22nd ranked Gonzaga. Portland won the WCC title last night, apparently. The fans storming the court. No, that was a big win for them. I joke, but that was a big win. Well, here's why. The Pilots had lost 17 straight games at home to the Zags. And 20 in a row. Eric Revenoe had never beaten them, head coach. They're probably still celebrating on the court in the Northwest. They are eating voodoo donuts and drinking Starbucks this morning. Hey, join our conversation by using the hashtag BYUSN. We switched it up to give you more space to tweet because we love you. You can always comment on our Facebook page and sound off on today's Twitter question, which goes like this. What's your hashtag for the final five minutes from Tyler Haas? Oh, we're opening it up. We've had some good ones already. That we have. And the new BYUSN hashtag already on fire. So thanks to all of you for getting on board after just one day. Here's a tweet referencing BYU Sports Nation karma and the Cougars surprising guard Skylar Halford. This from at Parker Lauren. He said, we need Sky's three-point percentage up. Time for him to be on hashtag BYUSN tomorrow, even if it's just to say hi. Has he been on yet this week? He's 6 of 14 in the last two games. It's <laughs> pretty good. That's, that's on par. That's not, no, bad. not bad. That's just under 50%. I wouldn't even say it's not bad. I would, that's you, good. When people say, well, it's not bad, it's like, you told me what it isn't. Tell me what it is. I would, I would say it's good. It's good. It's not great. Hey, if he hit one but or two good. more, that's tremendous. Yes. And, and one from last night, at Joe Sorber says, long shift, speaking of work, looking forward to the drive home. BYU Sports Nation on demand to prep for BYU Hoops tonight. Hashtag BYUSN. We love our listeners. Speaking of which, you can listen to our show weekdays at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980. Access the show on demand at BYURadio.org, or if it's more convenient, catch the rebroadcast weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rise and shout on a Friday. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Prime time is Haas time. Dave Rose talked about going over the top of the screen with these shooters. Haas for three. Back-to-back big plays on the offensive end. 
out to Carlino. Looking to push. Pause another three. Pause for three more. Lots of banging away from the ball. Here's Haas again from the free throw line. Yeah, he's, he's ridiculous right now. He, he's in the ridiculous mode where there's just nothing you can do. Beast mode. There are so many things to call it. Tyler Haas just went off. And when BYU needed it oh so badly, he's a captain and in captain role, captain style, has an 11-point spurt in a takeover during the last five minutes. Three straight three-pointers. He finished with 35 points on 11 of 23 shooting. Oh, and by the way, he passed legend Kreshmer Chosic for 14th on the BYU all-time scoring list. That's a big deal. When you pass a, a guy whose banner, whose jersey hangs in the rafters, you're a legit scorer. Tyler Haas, one of the best BYU's ever had. As awesome as that was, or should I say hashtag awesome. Very nice. Tyler is great at the game of basketball because he wants to get better even after a performance like that. Listen to this. So I'm talking to him after the game. First of all, he's low-key. He's just like, hey, hey, Spencer, how's it going? And I'm like, dude, you... He's probably just tired. Super tired, I'm sure. So after 35 points and that crazy finish, he said, man, I, I had so many good looks. I just, I just couldn't knock him down. Until he was f- visibly frustrated Until by that. finally at the end, they, they, they started dropping. And I'm just thinking... Dude, you just won the game for BYU, and you're already thinking about, oh, man, I should have been able to knock down those shots. He scored 35. He wanted to score 45. And he, that's why he's great. He wouldn't need to shoot those threes if, if BYU had made more layups and gotten more loose balls. But a tremendous effort from him. His third most points in a game, by the way. Tyler Howes talking about that performance last night. You know, I was just trying to stay aggressive, and I felt like I was getting good looks. Uh, my teammates were finding me. I think they got tired a little bit, and so I was able to get out and transition a little bit those last couple minutes. Tyler Haas also, we mentioned passing Kreshmer Chosic last night, and I think he recognized the gravity of that within the BYU community. That's an honor. Uh, I, I've never met uh, Kosic, but uh, I've heard a lot of great things about him, and so it's an honor to be mentioned with his name. That was my question. That was the only question I asked him in the postgame, because I was wondering. Well played. If, if he knew and uh, what it meant to him. So he, he knows what he knows BYU basketball history, and that was significant to him. So a depleted Pepperdine team comes in. Their two big guns are out. Malcolm Brooks, who, that surprised me. who had six three-pointers against BYU in the win at Malibu, and then Brendan Lane, the UCLA transfer. Both that of those guys big. out. big. Yeah. They gave BYU fits. Dave Rose knew that. Their, their bigs gave BYU fits. So to have them out... You have a depleted Pepperdine team, but then BYU counters by benching Eric Mika, who is dealing with some injuries. Here's the timeline on that, or at least what both teams claim. Dave Rose said that during shoot-around, they tried to get Mika to go and then decided after or during shoot-around that he wouldn't. Mika out, right? Then uh, Gregor Bell is doing a pregame interview with Dave Rose and says that Marty Wilson, Pepperdine's head coach, just told him that Brendan Lane and Malcolm Brooks aren't going to play. So then Dave Rose is informed. So then the strategy begins. The chess pieces are moved and who starts where and what. So I, when I showed up, I saw those three in street clothes and said, what's going on? So that changed the game. That changed the game. And for me, I'm a little concerned that it took that kind of effort for BYU to beat a depleted Pepperdine, even though Mika's not in. Because it was more about what BYU was trying to figure out without Mika than it was... Uh, Pepperdine not having Landon Brooks. BYU looked out of sorts on offense for a long time without Mika. Just starting the offense. Just penetrating the ball through the pass. Their half-court offense at times was it was kind of in shambles. The middle 30, as you mentioned after yeah. the game in conversation with us, was, was tough. First five, last five were fantastic. Yes. Started with a Fury. 12-0 start. Ended or with 12-0 a Fury. Start. And yep. then Tyler's 11-point spurt there in the end. So, yeah, they did what they needed to do to get a win, but the middle 30, they, they were certainly searching. Eric Mika not playing is an absolute game-changer for yes. this team. I, you knew it would be, but it was more. It had a bigger impact on the game than I thought. So, for Tyler Haas to step up was big. We've talked about who is the leader. You can't have... A bunch of leaders. Football, you could, right? Basketball, you need a single voice to lead. Before the game, you and I are behind the BYU bench. That's where our seats are courtside. Tyler Haas comes up to Eric Mika. He puts a finger in his chest, and he says, we need you the rest of the year. I hope you're okay, but we need you. 
I really like that. He was in the zone. It wasn't like, hey, what's up, man? High five, bro hug. Yeah, starters, let's do it. it was, he was in the zone from the start. So Tyler Haas in his captain role, not only getting it done by putting points on the scoreboard, but stepping up and telling guys like Eric Mika, wish you were out there tonight, but get healthy because we need you to be successful the rest of the year. Uh, other quick notes, Skylar Halford had another good game. Jer- uh, Jerem's bold prediction comes true. You said 17, 17 plus. He, he goes gets for to the 18. stripe. He had 16, hit two free throws. Yes. By the way, I talked to Skylar's mom last night. She told me that she wore the same exact shirt that she had on when he went for 28. Not superstitious at all. And that they are firm believers in the BYU Sports Nation karma. (laughs) (laughs) It's real, people. It's real. Let's keep it rolling. Topic two. One assist shy of a triple-double. Collinsworth wild with the left hand, kept alive by Sharp. Collinsworth with the right hand. A rebound, now up with the left hand. Still fighting for it. Another rebound, and it's the right hand. In for two. Kyle Collinsworth just about got a triple-double on that play alone. (laughs) I think he thought that he could get an assist (laughs) if he passed it to himself off the backboard. Three, Three offensive rebounds right there, and he scores it. 15 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. He only had two turnovers. That is the pattern of efficiency from a point guard. He's a really good point guard. This was a good move for BYU. Would have been the first triple-double for BYU since 1988. Mike Smith. Oh, one assist! Mike Smith was the last to do it. Kyle Collinsworth is a unique player we sat down with them last night after the game. We call it our two-on-one segment. And here's the conversation for all of you to enjoy. Kyle, just one assist shy of what would have been the first triple-double in BYU basketball history in 26 years. How was uh, your overall performance tonight in your mind? I thought it was pretty good. You know, every night I just try to fill the stat sheet, get my teammates involved, and just let the game come to me. As a point guard, I, I try to get others involved, especially uh, Skyler and Tyler at the start of the game, and just find open shots for them. Did you have any idea how close you were? I had no idea. I remember walking into the tunnel after the game, Eric Meek was like, dude, one more assist away from a triple-double. And I was like, well, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> but it's all right. It's all good. We won, so that's all that matters. Can't we have someone alert you of this kind of stuff? That's a big deal. I mean, it would be nice. So if you guys want to say something, I probably won't, but we'll do it. Feel free. <laughs> so you need to look at us during timeouts on the bench. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to look over there and get the status. Please Spencer, don't, will, please don't let Coach Rose hear this interview. <laughs> Spencer will always wear just a weird-looking shirt, and then you'll know where to look. Are you comfortable as the point guard now that it's been, I think, five games, right? Yeah, I feel really comfortable. I mean, every game. I feel like I'm getting better at that position and just better overall. Every game I feel like I'm getting better and more back to where, you know, off the mission and mission legs are going away fast, so it's good. Did you expect to stuff the stat sheet in this way this much? Uh, kind of, because my freshman year, with not having the ball a lot in my hands, I still stuffed it quite a bit, especially points and rebounds. But with the ball in my hands, I... I knew I can make plays for others, so it's been nice having the ball more in my hands. That's been the biggest difference. Would you prefer to be called a point guard or a point forward? Just a point guard, probably. (laughs) But they're probably calling me that because of the rebounding, so we'll see. Tonight's game was unique in that Mika's out, Lane's out, Brooks out. How did that change the dynamic of the game uh, for you guys, first with Mika? Uh, We try to just stick to the same game plan, but obviously... It was hard for us to get post touches with him out, so we had to adjust a little bit with that. It was just a crazy game. So many people out. You find out right before you're about to tip this thing off, and not a lot of time. But we just try to stay focused and not worry about that too much and just play our game. I felt like there were more combinations of different five tonight than any other game this season. Did that have an impact on how you got into the offense and laid in the shot clock in this game? A little bit. You know, we don't have, like, our main low pers- post score, so we had a – it was more from the guard line tonight, our points. So, yeah, a little bit. I heard Coach Rose continually harp on energy and, and defense. Do you feel like you're where you want to be at this point in the season in those two categories? I know shots are sometimes not falling, but are you, are you where you want to be with defense and energy? Not quite, but with the last couple games, we're seeing some improvement and we're, we're making those steps to where towards where we want to be. How fun is it for you as a point guard knowing you have two good shooters on the wing now with Halford, who's emerged, and, of course, Tyler House? 
It's awesome because Skyler's opened up a lot of things for Tyler and also for me. They can't sag off and just open the floor a lot, so it's fun. A lot of people are calling for the mullet again, Kyle. Are, are, are you going to work on growing that back out? The rumors are true, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe. Maybe I'll grow out. We'll see. I'm not sure yet. Some people liked it. Some people absolutely hated it. So we'll see. You you get Pepperdine after they beat you. LMU comes in Saturday. Uh, what do you think of the matchup now that you've had two games of uh, victory under your belt? Uh, we got to focus on, you know, guarding those two guards. They did well against us. So we'll get ready for that tomorrow, and we'll we'll be ready to play Saturday. Santa Clara knocks off St. Mary's tonight on a buzzer beater, 57-55. What do you think about the parity in the West Coast Conference right now? I haven't looked much at it because we're just, as of late, just so focused on just winning. So we're just going to take it one game at a time and worry about us and let however they, whatever happens, happen. We just got to focus on one game at a time with us. Will you get a triple-double this season? Yes, sir, I will. Absolutely. I love the guarantee. All right, Kyle. Good luck against LMU. All right, thanks. See you guys. You know what? I love the last two answers that he gave. One, when you asked him to guarantee a triple-double, and he said yes. He's confident. He's, he's supremely confident. He's been close twice. When you said, did you expect to stuff the stat sheet? He's like, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I stuffed it pretty good when I was a freshman. I love it. He wants the ball, he, and he knows what he can do. So uh, I love that. But uh, before we move on, Jeremy, He's in elite company. Okay, two stats that are really fun with him. One, he's one of three players in the NCAA right now in the top 125 in rebounds and assists. Point guard. Wow. Number two, this one's even better. Courtesy of App Post Jimmer, that's Steve Pierce. Since 1997-98, only Evan Turner of Ohio State finished a season with stats like Chris Collinsworth has right now. Of at least 13 points per game, 8.2 rebounds per game, and 5.3 assists per game. Kyle Anderson of UCLA is also on pace to do it this season. That is crazy. What he's putting up is crazy. He can improve from the free throw line. He's never going to be a shooter at BYU. Don't expect him to be a shooter. But he is an elite in other facets of the game. Triple-double on the way. Topic three. The wild, wild night in the wild, wild West Coast Conference. Santa Clara beats St. Mary's at the buzzer in Moraga. Nice job, Broncos. 57-55, somewhere Steve Nash is still smiling about his alma mater. Then, a huge shocker. The Portland Pilots defeat Gonzaga at home for the first time in 17 games. Storm the court! They had lost 21 in a row overall, but they had lost 17 in a row to Gonzaga on their home floor. So, yeah, you can understand why the fans stormed the court. They were up by 17 in the second half. They shot the ball really well. And that that's a formula that, of, of course, yields success in most games. But BYU's got to look at that, that tape and say, okay, what did Portland do to beat Gonzaga? And you, how can we do that? Do you remember two days ago, Jerem, when I said, Gonzaga's going to lose to a team they're not supposed to lose to? Yes, I do. I did not expect it to be Portland. Right. But... Things like this happen in a conference that is as closely contested as the West Coast Conference has been right now. One of two conferences in America right now where every team has at least one loss this early in conference play. This is a bad thing for two uh, two bid league or three. It's been three the last couple of years. Not going to be three this year. Two at best, maybe one. You don't want parity if B- for BYU. You don't want Gonzaga to lose to Portland. But you want Gonzaga to lose because they're Gonzaga. It's it's a it's an interesting mix, isn't it? So so Gonzaga's four and one. San Francisco is four and one. Surprising. Those two teams are tied atop the conference. Pepperdine, Santa Clara at three and two, and BYU after an zero and two start, all of a sudden in the fifth spot, tied with St. Mary's. It's not so bad, isn't it? I mean, losing to LMU and Pepperdine inexcusable for BYU. But the fact that Gonzaga lost a game, hey. BYU's one loss back in in the column. And St. Mary's lost at home to Santa Clara. So the West Coast Conference is wide open. And the BYU Cougars riding a two-game win streak after surviving Pepperdine. They get LMU. They have a chance to now jump into the top half of the conference after an 0-2 start. Who's, it, who saw that coming it after was not a, it's not as It's never as bad as you think, right? And that's the case with this. 
Our Twitter question, we remind you, is we want you to hashtag Tyler Haas final five minutes. We've got some great responses coming in, but before we get to those, we welcome in our first guest, assistant coach Mark Pope, joining BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Coach, congratulations on surviving and advancing to the next game. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, so you got LMU coming up. You have one day to get ready, and, and I understand right now you're busily preparing for that, so we appreciate you taking some time. Uh, but I want to ask you this. Watching Tyler Haas play and what he did passing Kreshemir Chosic, how special is it to be on the bench with a guy like that? Uh, you know, it is, listen, it's, we're, we're really fortunate as coaches to get to work with guys like this. He's a special young man, probably a, a better guy off the court than he is on the court, if you can believe that, and, and he sure does produce on the court. I always tweet a picture, Mark, of the guy that's joining us on the show. Uh-huh. And, and I just tweeted a picture of you at Kentucky with Rick Pitino. You guys are arm in arm. Nice. Uh, what was playing for? I, I'm sure that was staged because <laughs> there, there, there was there was never a time when Coach was putting his arm around us. He most of the time he, he was giving it to us. I don't know <laughs> if you just fouled out or what, but he looks like he's pretty serene right in the picture. I bet. I bet. When you when you look at uh, the experience that you gathered not only in the NBA for multiple teams but Washington and Kentucky, how has that helped you coach uh, young guys like Eric Mika? Um, it, I think it's just the experience of, of being around great players. You know, the the one thing you get is you get to see how they do what they do, and you get to see how they do it every day, um, how they prepare, how they practice. You know, what things work for them and what don't. Uh, it just is being around the game. I mean, it, it's not rocket science. I mean, all uh, you know, all of us have been around this game for a long time, and you kind of pick up things as you go. Mark Pope, assistant coach for BYU, joining BYU Sports Nation. Coach Kyle Collinsworth is one assist shy of a triple double. I, I know it's hard to quantify how important a player is, but what does Kyle Collinsworth mean to this team right now? So he has been he has been really really spectacular. The, the interesting thing about Kyle is his numbers are unbelievable, and his stat line doesn't really tell uh, half of what he's doing for this team because defensively, uh, just consistently, the last three games guarding the other team's point guard, all who have been great penetrators, unbelievably quick, probably the quickest three point guards in the, in the, in the league we've played so far, and he's contained them and caused them problems uh, He's he's been fantastic. He gets better every single day. It's it's really fun to watch him grow as a player. Part of the transformation uh, for Kyle Collinsworth as the starting point guard had something to do with Matt Carlino's play. How do you make Matt the most efficient player possible? Well, I think what you've seen, you know, I think Matt's done a really nice job. Uh, you know, his he's 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 really thinking about his shot selection. He's he's really taking care of the ball. He's taking less risk the last couple games. I thought he was really good last night um, on the offensive end of the floor in the first half. Well, in the whole game, really, just in terms of his decision making, he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a special talent, um, and he's he's got to harness his game a little bit. And he's doing a nice job. And he's pulled the reins back, obviously. But is the aggression level where you want it with him as the? As the scorer, because you're right, he he can be unbridled uh, at times, but then at other times he's on fire and can can win a game for you. Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. Listen, I mean, our between the two point guards, there were 15 assists, two turnovers last night. That's that, good. That, that, that's great numbers. I mean, that that's really good numbers for those guys. So, so you know, we're all learning and growing as a team, and, and those guys are doing a nice job doing it together. Coach Mark Pope, the assistant for BYU's basketball team, joining BYU Sports Nation. Coach, what did you learn most about your team last night in a, a really interesting game? It, it didn't have a whole lot of flow. It started with a fury. It ended with a fury. But what did you learn about your team last night? Well, I think our guys are getting better. I mean, I, th- I think they're, you know, I think we're valuing possessions a little bit more. Um, I think we still have a lot to work on. Uh, I was happy that our guy, you know, it was, it was, it was it was messy lineups on both sides last night, um, and those games have a tendency to kind of go sideways on you. And our guys kind of hung in there and kept battling. I think it tells us a lot about our league too. You know, I mean, you saw St. Mary's go down last night at home to Santa Clara, and 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 Gonzaga lose on the road to Portland. And of course, we started out the the, the league in a real mess, losing two on the road. 
there's some there's some parity in our league right now. Um, and these are good teams, and there's not going to be any easy wins. Uh, you're going to have to kind of battle it out every night like we did last night. I heard you tell your team during the first time out, and I'm, and I'm paraphrasing, but you're up 12 to nothing, and you say, look, we started almost perfect, but don't let up. This will not be easy. Don't do it. That was almost prophetic. I guess you've seen that uh, those similar circumstances quite often. Yeah, you know, I mean, it just—it's just the flow of the game. Now, of course, we all—we all wish that the twelve-zero would have turned into twenty-four-zero, but it just rarely happens that way. Um, you know, one of the things is kind of a, a younger—I mean, we're a, we're a young team. We don't have a single se- senior on the team. Uh, you know, our guys haven't been through a lot of games, um, and so I think a tendency is for anybody—it's human nature—to kind of not to pull your foot off the pedal, but just to breathe a little bit, thinking, okay, things are going well. We're going to be okay. And, and when you stop and take a breath, you know, sometimes you can't recover from it. Um, but our guys kind of, you know, they, they did a nice job hanging in there and just kind of weathering storms and, and continuing to battle. And, and we'll get, as we mature as a team, um, you know, we won't have to have that conversation with our guys. Our guys will have that conversation between themselves. I'm going to go off the map here for a second because I I felt like I knew you and then I studied up on you a little bit more. You went to I didn't know that you went to medical school. I did, believe it or not. A grad school of Columbia, New York City, and then you then you went to Georgia to coach. What what, what happened there? Well, I, I you know I I was almost done with my third year of medical school, and by that point I realized um, with my. Uh, lack of acumen, I was probably going to kill more patients than I was going to save. <laughs> and so, and, and the truth is, I just I just missed this game. I, I really missed it. I mean, listen, I, I loved my experience in medical school. Um, it's a great profession, but, you know, they don't let you yell at people as much as they do as a coach. <laughs> I that part of the deal. So can we call you the doctor now? Like is Dr. that, is that Dr. Dr. Pope? Dr. Pope? No, but most people just call me the medical school dropout. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Pope, assistant coach for BYU, joining BYU Sports Nation. Okay, coach, I don't know if I've met a nicer kid than Skylar Halford. Really soft-spoken, but he plays with such tenacity. When he gets on the court, he was the guy that I hated to play against when I was playing in high school because yeah. he is high energy, up in your face all of the time. Did you anticipate Skyler doing this for you when you recruited him, or has this kind of been a pleasant surprise? You know, when we watched him at Slick, I remember coming away from it every single time we watched him thinking, there, there are some players that you, you see coming to BYU and you try and figure out how they'll fit in, right? Um, you know, how will they adjust to our style of play? How will they get in shape? How will they play fast-paced? You know, all that kind of stuff. Every time we watch Skyler play, we're like, this dude, there's no adjustment. I mean, he is exactly our guy. Um, you know, he, he, he only weighs about 62 pounds, uh, <laughs> which, which he, he fights through just because he's got so much heart. But his motor is unbelievable. I mean, he goes full speed every single possession on the floor. And the, the best thing about Skyler you know, you know, he had a really terrific first start. He made a bunch of shots and played great. But, but more impactful than what he does with his own numbers is that he brings all our guys with him in terms of the pace and intensity they play with. And, and that kind of, you know, osmotic effect, right, of our guys buying into how fast he plays is, is you know, the net effect of that is unbelievable for our team. He's been tremendous. You're right. 28 and 18 now in his first two starts. His scoring off the bench was nice. Now you have basically Matt Carlino with the scoring off the bench. Yep. Do you need more out of out of Winder and Bartley and other guys in terms of points off the bench? We 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 need more from our bench, uh, not just in scoring, but but you know in, in terms of those guys coming off the bench and 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 raising the level of intensity on both sides of the floor. Uh, you know, listen. We need Anson to be great. We need Frank to be great. We need Luke Worthington to give us minutes. Uh, when, when, you know, when Josh is coming off the bench, we need him to come in there and, and in, increase the level of intensity on the floor. 
know, our bench crew should have a, a real identity. It's, it can be really fun. But, you know, it's a process of them to learn exactly how to do that. It's not easy to be sitting on the bench and then take one step across the line and, and have more intensity than the guys had that were playing on the floor. But that's what we need for those guys, and they can do it. It's a, it's a good group. Uh, it's, a, it's a great, um, you know, working group, and, 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 you know, we just need to figure out that identity for them. Former national champion, NBA guy, and now current BYU basketball assistant coach Mark Pope joining uh, BYU Sports Nation. Coach, you've had so many experiences uh, both playing and coaching. How tough is it to uh, to come back after you lose 0-2 in conference and, and do what BYU has done right now? It's hard. It's a, it's a credit to our guys. Listen, um, you know, we had a we had a um, – we had a, 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 you could use a lot of words, but in, in one way to say it is an exhausting non-conference. Uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a hard schedule, and it was great for us. And at the end of the day, it's going to make us better, but it was exhausting. And then, you know, to, to, to you know, play our third and fourth consecutive games on the road, I mean, we hadn't been home, I think, in a month in terms of playing on our home court. Uh, you know, to do, go play those first two games, you know, immediately following Christmas, we obviously – weren't ready to win those games, um, and and it was not a happy time here. And and our guys uh, kind of have a renewed sense of focus and understanding of how difficult this league is, and and I think it's going to bode well for us. I mean, you know, listen, uh, you you can write the story one of two ways: either either those early losses are going to destroy us, or they're going to make us into something really special. And I think our guys right now are fighting for those two early losses to make us into something really special. How much of a chance is there that uh, Eric Mika won't play again against uh, LMU on Saturday with the injured hip? I don't know. Um, I know that he was not moving around well yesterday. So, you know, we'll, we'll kind of wait and see how that is. Will you have him do a, a run, a walk, the shoot-around, I guess, Saturday and then go from there like, like yesterday? You see, you're just trying to bring up my failed medical school experience. <laughs> The fact that you went to medical school is a victory for Not me. Not just that, for three years, too. I don't care if you dropped out. The fact that you went is just, I didn't know that. You I, got into medical school. One more layer of awesomeness from uh, Mark Pope. There we go. Okay, Coach, you mentioned about the, the grueling non-conference schedule. Jerem was at the Oregon game, mm-hmm. played really well, led that game for what seemed like the entire way until overtime. How much did that loss affect the way that you came out in conference? Um, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that, uh, you know, there's an emotional toll. I mean, there was an emotional toll from the Utah game where we just really did not perform well at all. And then there was an emotional toll from, from the Oregon game where, you know, we, we thought we had things in hand and it got away from us. Um, and then, you know, it just is, it's just a cumulative effect. Now, you know, if we win those two games, I don't know if that changes what we did in the first two games in conference or not. But but at the end of the day, we had lost four straight, and and you know that just you know that doesn't ever happen under Coach Rose's watch, and and so we were in a bad spot. We're trying to dig ourselves out of it. You coach the post players. You now have a couple new additions uh, to practice: Jamal Eights and Isaac Nielsen. Uh, it sounds like Nielsen's going to work out, and uh, since he's uh, he looks like a beanpole right now, fresh off a of mission. But what? How important is it to get those guys some experience as they join the team next season? Well, it's going to be, you know, it's, Jamal is, is fully involved, immersed in practice right now. And it's going to be great for him. Uh, he'll have a real chance to learn our system, learn our terminology, get really familiar with how we play and with our guys. And he's a, he's a special talent. He's going to be terrific. He's an undersized four for us who just um, can move bodies and is unbelievable, has a great ability to score around the basket. And and is is good facing up the basket too. He's going to be a terrific player. And Isaac won't jump fully into the mix right now, having just returned from his mission. You know, it's usually a three or four month process before we'll let guys be fully active after sitting for two years. I think he's probably a little bit ahead of that schedule. We're gonna he's on a six week schedule right now, and then we'll reevaluate with how much he'll be able to do contact in practice. But right now he's just doing peripheral stuff, trying to get his body back. But listen, they're going to be really good for us. Um, Two guys we're really excited about. 
BYU assistant coach Mark Pope, all access on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the term BYU Sports Nation karma, but we had Skylar Halford on twice, yeah. and, and the following games, he goes off for 16 points and 28 points. So we have bestowed the karma upon him, and now that you have joined us on a Friday, you now have a portion of the Sports Nation karma as a coach. So This is a big deal, Mark. Go and succeed. I, you know what? If you want to go back to medical school, I think you could pull it off. <laughs> Well, hey, hey, guys, here's the deal, then. then if that's the case, I'm going to ask you to have each of our guys on before every game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we will work on that. We'll get our producer on that right now. All right. Mark, thanks for the time. All right, guys. Have a great day. All right. Good luck against LMU. Okay, bye. That was fantastic. How good was that insight? I, the fact that Mark Pope is at BYU is really good. When he got here, I thought, hey, that's good. That's an LDS... NBA post player guy that doesn't have a BYU connection, but becomes a BYU guy. That's good. BYU is going to develop good post players for the next couple of years. Our Twitter question today is: We want you to hashtag Tyler Haas final five minutes. You've got tweets. We're going to go to Facebook first, actually, and this from Russell Alley. He says hashtag NBA Jam on fire. Do we have a boom shakalaka? Do we have that in the boom system? Boom shakalaka. <laughs> that is, that is boom not shakalaka. There we yes. go. Yes. There we go. Yeah, Tyler Haas was on fire. That was fantastic. Another one at uh, BYU GIF. He says, uh, hashtag 112 11-2 run. 11-2 run. Uh, run, yep. Uh, and then hashtag Haas-tastic. That That type of shooting with solid defense will win a lot of games. Absolutely. Definitely. LDS Soccer Todd says, hostile takeover. Yes! That, yeah, that's that the, is that's well played. A, that's the best one. That that's is the best well one played. So far. At Cougar Stats, hostentatious. <laughs> we have some intelligent fans out there. These are well cogit or thoroughly cogitated <laughs> thoroughly tweets. Thoroughly cogitated. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh goodness. We'll get to more of your tweets after the break. Up next, time to look ahead to tomorrow's game. Jesse Cass, play-by-play voice of the LMU Lions, joins BYU Sports Nation. Why the Cougars can't sleep on LMU, even in Provo. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Nate Austin and the Cougars survive Pepperdine. Now 2-2 two and two in conference and right back in the mix for a WCC regular season title. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. You are listening to B to the Y to the U Radio on a Friday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can also follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. At Jerem Jordan on the call of the men's volleyball home opener tonight. Speaking of ninth ranked men's volleyball tonight, 9 Eastern against Northridge. Watch and listen on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Resetting some of our top stories and headlines. A wild night in the West Coast Conference for men's basketball. BYU defeats Pepperdine 84-72 behind 35 points from Tyler Hawes. He passes Kreshmir Chosich for 14th on the all-time scoring list at BYU. The Cougars are now tied for 5th in the conference after an 0-2 start. Improbable stuff. I mean, just crazy stuff. And Mark Pope just joined us. Great insight into uh, what's going on in the BYU camp with... Kyle Collinsworth as a point guard, Matt Carlino, uh, you know, trying to make sure he's efficient. And in answering that question, I, my question was more about the shooting, but Pope focused more on the ball handling portion of that. He said, hey, look, last night our point guards, Collinsworth and Carlino, 15 assists, two turnovers. That's solid. Mark Pope in agreement with Dave Rose on really the uncertainty if Eric Mika will play tomorrow night. He sat out against Pepperdine. And though we talked to Eric and he says he's feeling better and he hopes to go, the coaches are the ones that have the final say, and they're not really sure what he's going to be able to do tomorrow night. Our guys were noticeably concerned that he wasn't going to play tonight, and uh, I think this win should give him some confidence. Okay, so maybe because we gave Mark Pope BYU Sports Nation karma, which he fully received, by the way, that will somehow transfer to Eric Mika being okay to play. Who I don't I'm not sure mm. I'm not sure how I, that works. Yeah, I don't know that we like heal hips and stuff through the <laughs> karma. I think it's just good luck, right? E- e- even with the official designation, and now we award you BYU Sports Nation karma. So go, my son, and succeed. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm saying we need those monks to keep playing. <laughs> Can those monks ball? 
Do one of the can one of those monks come off the bench and shoot it for BYU? <laughs> I love the Gregorian chant so much. It's so solid. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of singing that goes on in this show. Our next guest on BYU Sports Nation is the play-by-play voice of the LMU Lions. His name is Jesse Cass. And look, Jesse, crazy night in the West Coast Conference. In fact, I can't remember a time uh, when things were, were this uncertain about who was going to win the league, especially with Gonzaga losing to Portland. Can you remember a time when you saw this much parity in conference this early in a season? Uh, personally, I can't. I mean, this is pretty unbelievable. You look up and down the league, there's not really an easy matchup for anyone. So pretty much any given night, anyone is capable of beating the other team. So uh, I don't think I've seen this much parity in a long, long time, and it's, uh, it's created quite a lot of excitement inside the conference. Jesse, for Cougar fans, obviously top of mind is the fact that LMU won by 11 in L.A., uh, then beat San Diego, 2-0 and start, but has lost the last three. Now, this is the fourth game of a uh, road swing for the Lions. What's been the difference in the last three versus the first two? Well, obviously playing at home helped out LMU, having that energy with the crowd. But on the road, it just seems like a lot of the role players haven't been able to find their touch from the outside. A lot of teams have thrown a zone defense against the Lions, and I still think that's kind of the Achilles heel for this team is a lack of outside shooting in the zone defense. has kind of played a factor in that on this road trip, and just little mistakes here and there have led to – some uh, close losses. The San Francisco loss was a little bit of a blowout, but the Santa Clara and San Diego losses, just a few mistakes here and there, uh, led to some tough road losses down the stretch. The voice of the LMU Lions on BYU Sports Nation was Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. His name is Jesse Cass. Jesse, you mentioned outside shooting and some struggles for LMU during the road trip, but boy, did they light it up against BYU. What, did, what else did they do so uh, successfully to knock off the Cougars in that conference opener? Well, I think LMU definitely made it a point to, to get back on defense. We know how explosive BYU can be offensively, averaging you know up near 90 points a ball game. So they made it a point to get three, four guys back uh, instead of crashing the boards even harder like they usually do. So they definitely were prepared for, for BYU's explosive offense and made it a point to get back. And you saw every time BYU tried to run, LMU had three, four guys back in transition. And I thought their transition defense was, was a major key in that first ball game. Anthony Ireland, uh, to me, is the best point guard in the league. Uh, Kevin Pangos up there, too. He's more of a two. But I like Ireland's game a lot. And then the surprise guy this year for me, Jesse, is Evan Payne. Uh, nearly 15 points per game and dropped 27 against BYU. Ro- what role will he play tomorrow against BYU? Uh, well, if the Lions want to have a, another shot to, to knock off the Cougars again, he'll have to play a huge role. As you mentioned, he had a career-high 27 against BYU in the first matchup. Uh, and when he plays well... The Lions always have a chance to win, and uh, he's coming off uh, at the beginning of the season in the offseason. He had a torn meniscus, so I think he's finally starting to come into his own off that injury. He's explosive athletically. Uh, he has the ability to hit from the outside, although a little bit inconsistent there. But he's a very confident uh, and aggressive player, and when he's on, uh, he makes the Lions a lot better. I heard a story, uh, I believe it was on the broadcast, uh, where Evan Payne had been playing pickup prior to the season with some of the NBA guys or former players in the area, and they didn't they didn't know that he was just an incoming freshman. Had you heard that story? I don't believe I have. No, it was it was something to the effect of uh, you know former players, NBA guys play pickup, and Evan Payne was getting buckets like Uncle Drew, and <laughs> so, someone said, "Who's that guy? Is he a former player?" Nope, he's a freshman. He can't. He, but he's been impressive so far. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think what allows him to you know hang with those type of NBA guys playing pickup is that athletic ability you know overall you know size and everything is not overwhelming but when you see him rise to the basket and you know be able to dunk over someone or just his explosive athletic athletic ability uh it it definitely puts him on a a high level the voice of the lmu lions jesse cash joining byu sports nation jesse jerem and i are big on realistic expectations jerem more than i am what are the realistic expectations for the lmu basketball team this season well, as you mentioned earlier, it's, it's tough to, to fully pin it down with how competitive the conference is and how much parity there is in it. But uh, ideally, I think a top five finish in the conference, top six finish, um, would be a realistic goal for the Lions. I think, you know, top two, top three would be obviously a stretch. But if they could get in somewhere that six to four range, I think that would be a step forward for this program and put them on a, on a nice spot in this conference. And finally, Jesse, would LMU be happy with the split with BYU since they already got the win in L.A.? Uh, I'm sure that 
they would, you know, looking back on it later in the season. But uh, coming off three straight losses, I assure you, Max Good and the coaching staff are are not going to be selling that to their team. They're going to be hungry to try <laughs> to get this win and, and end this losing streak. But um, definitely getting a split against a, a team as talented as BYU is nothing to to scoff at. But uh, for sure, they'll be giving their best effort uh, on Saturday. Yes. Jesse Cass, voice of the LMU Lions. Hey, we wish you safe travels. Uh, you're, you're coming to the land of snow and some fog <laughs> bring a and coat, some brother. cold. So bring a coat, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Absolutely. I got my uh, my bag just checked at the airport, and I'm, uh, I'm ready to, to fly towards you guys and be there soon. All right. Thanks, Jesse. All right. Thank you. We should have asked Jesse to hashtag Tyler Haas performance last night. I'm guessing at least he heard about it with, with LMU prepping for BYU. But BYU Sports Nation, we want you to do that. Hashtag Tyler Haas final five minutes on Twitter. And we'll, uh, we'll come back with some fantastic tweets. One, here's one just, just to tease you. We go to at Post Jimmer. He says hashtag basketball supernova. I love it. <laughs> they, there have been some great ones. That's just skimming the surface. We're back with the Cougar Whip Round and today's Rise and Shout. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. Rise and Shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you, Taysom. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. It is a Friday, and BYU basketball coming off a win. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. It's 10.52. You know what that means, Jerem? Yep. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU beat Pepperdine last night by 12 in the Marriott Center, led by Tyler Hawes, 35 points. 35! The Cougars play LMU tomorrow in Provo, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Women's basketball. Can we just skip this one? Okay, fine. The Cougars lost 68-42 oh. in Spokane last night against a very good Gonzaga team. Lexi Eaton scored 18 points to lead BYU. The Cougars now 13-3 overall, 3-2 in conference. They travel to Portland to try and right things tomorrow. Listen to that game, 5 Eastern on BYU Radio. Men's volleyball. BYU's home opener is tonight at 9 Eastern against Northridge. Watch and listen live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you use the hashtag BYUSN, I'll pick one word to say during the broadcast from a fan. Ooh, I like that. So Taylor Sander gets a spike. Hibachi! Or whatever. Whatever. I mean, as long as it's appropriate. Mm -hmm. Yes. Send them in. (laughs) Hashtag BYUSN. There's like 50 touchdowns. Track and field. The men and women indoor teams host the BYU Invitational this weekend as the Cougars host Utah and Utah Valley. The meet is in the Smithfield House and indoor practice facility. Our rise and shout today. Easy. You already know this. Tyler Oz, ladies and gentlemen. 35 points, 11 for 23. Scored 11 straight points, three straight threes. He won the game for BYU in the final minutes. He took it over. He's good at basketball. You know, and, and this this is funny. We go we go to Twitter at Big D Dan Eleven. He says Tyler Hawes' explosion in the last five minutes made me forget the countdown to Connecticut and remember <laughs> why basketball is a beast. Well, guess what? We haven't forgotten about the countdown. Countdown to Connecticut. Two thirty. <laughs> Two hundred and thirty days. <laughs> We're, we're that much closer, Jerem. You know what? We uh, we gave karma away. We've talked today. Mark Pope was on the show, BYU assistant basketball coach. We <laughs> talked about the karma. We're just trying to figure out the karma. I mean, Skyler Halford, it, wor- it worked. We've now given it to a coach. Can, what does can, this mean? I believe that a coach, especially with the last name Pope, can have can have coaches karma. And and, and with this Halford music behind him, he is unstoppable. And still have the player karma. So, okay. so we're, okay. we're, we're, we're divvying it out on different levels, apparently. We're, we're just developing it, right? I expect big things from post players Saturday. Watch, Mark, watch Mark Pope like in warm-ups like, do like a 360 dunk or something. <laughs> like, whoa, boy. Okay. Now, oh, it's getting a little, okay. now it's getting a little too real. Superpowers. <laughs> I've decided to go back to medical school, Doc, or, or, or coach. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to become a doctor. I am, I am the doc. We gave the Pope karma. <laughs> 
Ah, things I never anticipated hearing With on his BYU choir. Sports Nation. Our Twitter question today is, we want you to hashtag this. Tyler Haas, final five minutes. At Laser Sheep says, Tyler Haas just doing shooting drills when he got tired of being in a close game. Shoot till you miss, right? Hashtag, where's my change? Very nice. At Scott DN 80 I love... Hashtag Hossum, but I got that from Matt BYU Basketball after his takeover against Texas. That's okay. You can still use it. At FLG underscore T, a dimension we call the hashtag Tylight Zone. The Tylight Zone. That's that good. Is, that is, That's that is sweet. That is sweet. Facebook, At, Drew Scholl says uh, also hashtag Hossum, by the way. At K uh, Wilkins, he says hashtag Cougar Blue Ice in the veins. Very good. Very good. How about hashtag fit to be tied? That coming from at Patrick Funk. All right. At Ryben3. Hodly difficult. Tie blow by. <laughs> <laughs> at H Collier88. Hashtag tidal wave. Good. Nice. Good. Nice. And then uh, let's see. At CVD6262. Hashtag with wondering haws. <laughs> BYU beat the waves. Hashtag with wondering haws. Oh, and the uh, at JSJS <laughs> this is good too. JSJ thirty five automatic. Very good. These are all excellent. I we'll we'll put together the best ones and tweet it out in one link. What's your favorite one so far? With wondering Haas is pretty good. With wondering Haas is automatic. Good. I, I like all these. These are tremendous. Yeah. So that's in other words, I didn't answer your question. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> and I know you, you love that. That's not one of your pet peeves at all. When someone well, asks you a question and you don't answer I don't the have them all in front of me to pick. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing with you, man. All right. That's good stuff from our BYU Sports Nation fans. Keep them coming with the hashtag BYUSN. We're giving you more space to tweet because we love you. Uh, recapping some top stories very quickly before we have to get off the air. Mark Pope, the assistant coach of BYU Basketball, joined us, discussed a number of things. Eric Mika, obviously, on top of the mind. Will he play against LMU? Coach Pope says, I, I don't know. This is we hope. very different from what we thought yesterday. We thought he was going to play and everything was fine. He just wouldn't play much. He did not play, and it didn't seem like the timing worked out to where BYU saw that Brendan Lane wasn't going to play for Pepperdine and then pulled Mika. It sounded like Mika, that decision was made earlier. So BYU, uh, the post players for LMU, not as big a deal as Pepperdine's, but you want to get Mika out there because you need to win these games. The BYU Cougars right back in the mix for a Wild Wild West Coast Conference regular season title after upsets of St. Mary's and Gonzaga last night. Tyler Haas, 35 points. He's now number 14 all-time on the BYU scoring list. Thanks to our guests today, Mark Pope, Jesse Cass, the LMU play-by-play, and everyone on our crew, producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Chaline, production assistant Spencer King, Matt Human, engineer Aaron Evans. Check out our new BYU Sports Nation Facebook page, all the show links, and much more. You can listen to episodes of the show on demand at byuradio.org. It is a Friday. You should celebrate. For Jerem, I'm Spencer, and you have just listened to BYU Sports Nation. Boom shakalaka.